0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, December 18th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen, alongside Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. And this is part four of our NBA preseason DFS preview. And today we really turn the focus to how what we've seen so far in preseason is going to impact the regular season in DFS coach are you ready
1: i am ready man i i am can't believe we're 4 days from the opening tip for the entire season i am so stoked ready to roll and you know we really have been following the preseason we played every slate following all the moves trying to keep our members up to date on on every single happening and we just felt like you know let's throw 10 scenarios together that are going to help Uh, everybody, especially at the beginning of the DFS season, when they're still adjusting prices and everything else that they're doing. So we're very excited to share these, and I think that uh, they're going to help
0: you get out of the gate on a winning note. That's right. We're going to give our top 10 takeaways, five each, one at a time. We'll go back and forth. Halfway through the show, we're going to give you a tremendous offer that combines your love of sports betting and DFS. From our presenting sponsor betus.com.pa so stay tuned for that but coach we want to jump in here and start to give actual advice that's going to help us from a DFS perspective once the regular season tips off like you said and if you listen to this today you still might have uh, you know an impact on your preseason slates but let's get started with you what's one takeaway uh, to get going here that people need to be aware of absolutely um my first
1: one is it's it's You know, and again, these are a little uh, not obvious ones to the point for both of us. We didn't want to make something obvious like, you know, no kidding, you know, stuff to think about a few layers deeper. And my first one is, you know, everybody's high on the Hawks. I agree. I think the Hawks are going to make the playoffs. I think they're vastly improved. They've got all their guns back and all their young guys back. And I wanted to make that point because I think you're going to see specifically Trey, uh, Trey Young uh, really owned highly early on because you know he's he's taken it to another level and he has so many weapons around him. And you know one thing from last year that we did was we rostered Trey and uh, Collins all the time because really the rest of the team was somewhat decimated with injuries. They didn't have depth. Some of the young guys hadn't developed quite yet. So it was really a scenario where, uh, specifically Trey and also Collins, had to carry the load. You know, my take on this one is be careful, maybe fade some of those Hawks, especially Trey and Collins, early. And here's my reasoning, Andrew. They are deep, they're healthy, and they are a dangerous team. So now, you know, you've got Trey with a true, legitimate backup veteran point guard in Rajan Rondo. So he is going to give him some breaks. And even when they play together, maybe down the stretch, Rondo's going to have the ball in his hands uh, as much as or more of Young. So that's going to reduce some of those opportunities. They've added Bogdanovich, which was a tremendous add. He's going to get quite a few shots up every game. And, you know, you got Herter will come off the bench now, who was a starter most of last year, and he's not shy to shoot it up. And then the, the duo of what I call up-and-coming possible stars in Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter, both of those guys could be future really terrific NBA players, and they were just getting their feet wet last year. And then, of course, coming off the bench, the $80 million guy or whatever they paid him is Danilo Gallinari, which gives them tons more depth uh, at that spot. Um and certainly will take a little bit away from Collins, I would assume, from the offensive side. And then two guys at center uh, that weren't even uh, on the team last year. And you have Clint Capella, who is just a rebound monster. So there's no doubt he's going to be scooping some of those from Collins and some of the rest. I mean, he's just a rebounding fool. Now, he's not in a situation at Houston where... It was him and a bunch of five-foot-eight guys. You know, he actually has some big bodies around him. So I don't expect us to see those strings of 20 rebound games and such that he had last year. I think he'll be fine. But again, the theme of this uh, segment for me is, listen to all these Hawks. And then you've got the rookie who I think is going to be terrific, Onyeka Okogmu, very tough one to say, but... Tremendous ability, can play the 4-5, he's a rebounder, score, defender. So again, there's your like 11-man depth with the Hawks. Do I think the Hawks are going to be better? If I was a Hawks fan, I'd be thrilled because I do. But as far as our world of DFS, I'm just saying buyer beware early on, especially for the higher-priced guys like uh, Trey and Collins, because I think all of these guys are going to eat. And it's going to spread out those DFS stats.
0: Yep. Good stuff. I'm going to transition from one star point guard, Trey Young, to another, Stephen Curry. And the Never first heard take, Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you should start paying attention. The first takeaway is that he looks like he's in midseason form with his shooting, his conditioning. I mean, he's just out there stroking it. You know, the first game, he didn't shoot too much, just getting his feet wet. But check out these last two games against Sacramento 29 points. Four rebounds, four assists in in 28 minutes, five of 13 from deep. And then again, 29 points, six rebounds, three assists, 29 minutes, six of 13 from deep. So he's shooting it a lot. He's shooting it well. And, you know, I think you get that instinct with the the questionable tag, or you, you know that a player is coming back from injury. You're hesitant to play him. But remember, this isn't like a knee or an Achilles like the guys around him that went down. This was a hand injury, his non-shooting hand. So, you know, it, it shouldn't affect his conditioning. It's not going to affect his shot. Uh, he he looks like Steph. He looks like he's on a mission. And let's turn the page to opening day. We've got two monstrous slates, you know, milli makers on both sites, and it's a two-game slate. So it's it's a really unique situation. And you know, I took a look at the pricing On DraftKings, he's nine point three. He's cheaper than LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Durant. Okay, and I think he's in a better spot than those guys because he's been playing more and he looks great. So I'm going to have him uh, as one of my core plays. And same thing on FanDuel. There's actually four guys who are more expensive than than him. He's only eight point seven. We've got LeBron, AD, Kawhi, and Kyrie more expensive than him. So. I am I'm really excited about how he looks and you know with with Clay out he obviously is going to be more aggressive it's going to be more about him and uh you know I'm pumped to play him early at at that lower price compared to the other top stars on the slate I think that's a great take I mean he does look really zoned in
1: and primed and he's also has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder for the first time I've seen in a long time because Uh, You know, everybody everywhere. The thing was clays out. Warriors don't have a chance. And I think he took that personally and said, you know, we have some good players here. And, you know, you got to remember, guys, I'm an MVP, former MVP. You know, I can carry this team. So I I agree with you. I think he's a really good target specifically, uh, you know, against teams that don't defend the point guard position well. Uh, I think that's a great point on, on your behalf, so for sure. I wanted to mention something before we get to the second piece of this, and I know you're going to do a great job here in the middle of the, the show somewhere, uh, exp- uh, letting everybody hear our new, well, not new, it's been a, a probably a month now that we've had this wonderful relationship with BetUS. But I just wanted to say, uh, you know, this is the time to, to join up with us here at DFS Coach Talk. You know, we uh, we love the four main sports that we cover. We feel we cover them deeper and better than anybody else. But let's face it, NBA is our baby. Andrew and I have been doing NBA podcasts together for a couple of years. And, you know, this is our bread and butter. So, you know, if if you want to just join directly to Coach Talk and not use the BetUS uh, uh, promo, then just go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com. You can join for as little as a week, or you can join all the way up to a year, or just you know do the NBA All Access uh, pass for this first half, and you know see what we can do out there. Again, we're coming off a 79.1 winning percentage in cash on FanDuel, where we can give out a full lineup, so it's it's very verifiable every day, and we'll keep our numbers every day, so everybody knows where we're at uh, as we go. So I just wanted to mention that because. I haven't been on as much uh, lately because I know you and Shane have been doing a phenomenal job with football. But I just wanted to say that, man, if if this is the time you've been waiting for to jump back in with us or give us a try for the first time, I feel confident and not not cocky, but I feel confident in saying you're not going to get more in-depth information that matters. You're not going to get 7% of everybody out of an optimizer. We're going to hand build lineups. And give you information that we feel you can't get anywhere else. So just wanted to share that, Andrew. Thank you. Absolutely.
0: Good stuff. So uh, l- let's go to takeaway number two from each of us. W- what's next for you? Well, it's it's an, e-
1: it's an easy one for me. And, you know, it's funny because this is a guy that I faded a lot of times last year because of the scenarios with the other players on the floor, who they were playing. But this year I'm going to jump out of the gate, reach deep in my pocket and pay the money for Mr. Luca. And here's my reason. Luca right now in Vegas is odds on favor to win the MVP. I couldn't believe it. He's Oh, he's first before Davis, LeBron and Kawhi. So, you know, Vegas usually knows their stuff. And here's the thing, KP, for those of you out there that, uh, Don't have the inside skinny on the Mavs. They they baby the life out of KP because they want him long term, and you know they've seen the ramifications when you play your bigs when they're hurt. It shortens their career immensely. You know I we can go back, you know, uh, all the way down the line. Big guys just have a tendency to break down their feet, whatever it is. Uh, So they want to be careful with KP, and. I don't anticipate, and, and this is speaking as a Mass fan. Uh, I don't think he plays till February, and I I know that that's not completely out there. They're saying he'll be back, you know, early to mid January. Listening to all the the beat writers and everything that's going on, uh, they just don't want to rush him. Uh, they see they see Luca and KP as the long term, you know, next ten years kind of future of the team. So I think he sits for quite a while. And what Dallas has done this year, and I think they've, this is probably Donnie's uh, best job as GM. I mean, he made a lot of moves to add youth and add defense. Every move they made in this offseason, trade, free agency, everything they've done is to put the best guys around Luka and Porzingis to shine. And, and here's the thing, though. Those players aren't ball. They don't need the ball. They're not ball dominant. They don't have to get a ton of shots up. And I'm talking about guys like Jalen Brunson, who's returning. He's a perfect role guy. Josh Richardson, which was the best Mavericks pickup. He's one of the most elite uh, perimeter defenders in the league. He's going to do great. Josh Green, who they uh, drafted in in the the lottery, is a defensive-minded guy that plays in the backcourt as well. Then you have the same thing with Maxi Kleba and uh, Dwight Powell, who returns after missing all of last year. Those guys are good defensive players, but aren't offensive threats per se every time down the floor. So with Porzingis out for quite a quite some time, and nobody else on the team really needing shots, other than maybe Tim Hardaway a little bit, he'll he'll put it up there. It's gonna all fall in Luka's lap. So he he's gonna more shots, more opportunities, more minutes, uh, and I just think he's going to be a rock star this first month of the season at least. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm very seldom going to fade him unless they're playing a team uh, that really grits it on D. The other fear I have is, and we've got to keep an eye on this because we pointed this out a lot of times on Harden last year, because now they don't have some of those guys like Curry that they they traded to get Richardson and some of what you would call super elite three point shooters because they don't have those guys out there as much i'm afraid they're going to run some doubles at luca and make him give up the ball but we need to see that you know that's hopefully not going to happen but we want to be aware to keep an eye on that so for now without that being in play i think luca's my best pay up guy for at least the first month of the season
0: excellent yeah i expect a strong start for For him, for sure. Uh, A team that is not looking at uh, the same type of win total this year, the New York Knicks, is a team that I still think we need to pay attention to. And that's because of the Tom Thibodeau effect. So that's my second takeaway here is to look at his impact on the team and DFS. And there's two main points I want to make here. Number one is the increase in minutes for his starters. We predicted it would happen. That's why we've been playing Randall in every lineup all preseason, and it's been paying off. And if you look at it, in that very first preseason game, he played 29 minutes, and R.J. Barrett played 29. Peyton played 27. Second game, Randall played 32 minutes. Barrett played 36. And that's the night where I was joking in our Discord about, you know, this is just amazing. They're in there down the stretch in the fourth quarter, of the second preseason game. I mean, these are starters playing heavy, for <laughs> heavy minutes. <laughs> yep. And then third game, similar. Randall, 29 minutes, Barrett, 33. So the great thing about this is we know they're going to get those minutes at the beginning of the regular season, and they're already in shape for it. It's not like a starter on another team who's slowly building up 16, 20, 24. Then they play 28 or 30 minutes in the opener, but their legs aren't really even under them. I mean, these guys have been grinding and they're ready to go. So I think you're going to get more productive minutes at the beginning of the season from these guys. I think Julius Randle is a great cash play, solid for GPPs as well. He's got the upside. And, you know, the one takeaway, the the one thing that detracts from it a little bit uh, is the pace. The Knicks are not playing at a fast pace. They're not high scoring. You know, Tibbs is all about defense, too. So... Look at their scores so far. Final scores 90 to 84, 99, 91, and 100 to 93. So it's a red flag because they're playing their regulars. No that's doubt. The red, that's the red flag. That's why we're not going to stack this team all the time and expect monster output. But it's focusing on those key guys Randall, Barrett, we'll see about Peyton. And you know, you're going to get consistent minutes, uh, consistent usage. And you know they're 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 glue guys for your early season DFS lineups.
1: You know that's awesome points, man. And I'll tell you right now, when the Knicks are playing a team that's very high tempo, that really gets up and down the floor, I have no problem playing two of those Knicks in a heartbeat. And you know we didn't do that very often last year because they rotated nine million guys, They right. had like six power forwards on the team. It was a, it was a mess. But you're right. I think on any given night with the right matchup uh, in this order, Randall, Barrett, Peyton are all right there in play. Agreed. Excellent. All right. Point number three from the coach. What do you got? Well, this this is one for our listeners that have been involved since the very start. I actually talked about this on our very opening night uh, last February on Coach Talk. And I don't, I would love to put a dollar value, you know, it'd be a little tough. I probably could figure it out, but the dollar value that I've made on playing this edge, and I think a lot of our uh, members and people that have listened to us since the beginning would, would agree. Last year and the year before, especially last year, the Cavaliers' backcourt was record of all times for poorest defensive efficiency for a backcourt. So we're talking not just the point guard, but the point guard and shooting guard combined, uh, the Cavs just have zero stops there. And, and here's the thing, you know, Bickerstaff was there at the end of last year, so we're not going to get any massive coaching differences. The three guys that were really the reason why they were the worst of all times um, was Sexton, uh, Porter Jr., and Garland. They're all very, very strong in that rotation. The only other guy that joins them now is Dante Exum, but those are the four guards that are going to get the majority of their minutes. So, very simple. This one doesn't take a a lot of brain power, and I could read 50 stats to you, and they're all going to say the same thing. The Cleveland backcourt is absolutely horrific defensively. So, I can't imagine not playing at least one guard against that Cavaliers backcourt uh, every night. I mean, it's I'm going to target it again every night. Last year, it was so lucrative. A lot of times we were just playing both the one and two from the per, uh, other team. So keep that circled. If you had forgotten about that, because uh, the Cavs haven't played in a long time, uh, that is still massively in play. You know, Exa may help just a little tick, but uh, I'm telling you right now, between – uh, those three
0: main rotation guys for the Cavs, uh,
1: you gotta you gotta roster up the guards
0: against them. I like it. You know, it's only in DFS where you can say that, a, that there's a, a terrible backcourt and it puts a smile on my face because yeah. of course we're looking to target it and take advantage of it. So, a great point to to be aware of early in the season again. And then uh, for my third point, I want to focus in on a specific starter who's in a new place who I think looks very comfortable. That's Derek Jones Jr. with Portland. And to me, he looks like he's got a new lease on life uh, after you know the inconsistent minutes coming off the bench with Miami. He just looks aggressive. He looks dynamic. His shot looks good. You, know, you look at his preseason numbers, he's 57% from the field, 44% from the three-point line, 83% from the line. And I think he's in a spot here where it's not just going to be, well, let's see if we can get one or two Highlight real dunks from Derrick Jones Jr. out of this game. I mean, he's going to be an important contributor. He's versatile. He can get you steals and blocks. You know, and if he's sh- he's getting more minutes, he's more confident with his shot. All of a sudden, that can be a really important value play in your DFS lineup. So I'm going to be looking very closely early in the season. If he's priced 5K or lower, uh, you know, I'm going to look to him a lot as a key component of my lineups. I love it. You know, I think Portland did themselves really well by picking
1: up Covington and and uh, Derek Jones Jr. That's exactly what they needed. They have two stoppers that can also contribute on offense, and I like your point there. I think he's he knows he's in the rotation there, which he didn't know
0: day from day uh, in Miami, so I think that's a great point. All right, before we get to points four and five, we can't wait any longer. It's time to reveal this amazing offer. If you haven't heard it yet, the combination of sports betting and DFS. So check this out.
2: Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time. So put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sportsbook with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and most importantly, a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball.
0: Welcome back. And thank you to BetUS for that tremendous offer for our listeners. And again, the, the key thing there is that goes all the way until April 1st of 2021. So you make that deposit of $149. Reach out to us on Twitter. Let, let us know that you've done that. We're at DFS Coach Talk. We'll get you into our Discord, and you get to use that money at BetUS, and you get the membership for free with us until April 1st. You get every single lineup, every slate, seven days a week in the NBA, and access to all of our other sports. So every slate in the NFL, we give out that full lineup on FanDuel cash and GPP, coaches clipboard on DraftKings with core plays and pivots. Can't beat it, so we'd love to have you.
1: And shout right.
0: out to our, our Bet
1: BetUS uh, partnership there because, you know, people are saying that deal seems too good to be true. It, well, it's real. I mean, we, we have a great partnership there. We're so excited about it and uh, definitely take advantage of it. I got to interrupt for one second, Andrew. I just got this bulletin in uh, from the North Pole. Okay. I had written there a while back. And here it states officially, so I know this will be probably on CNN and Fox News, but it says if you don't join Coach Talk with this offer, then Santa puts you on the naughty list. It's got it right here, man. It says right there. So if you want to miss out on Christmas from Santa, then, you know, it's your fault. You got the chance right now to stay on the good list, man.
0: It's risky. I mean, you'd have to have your head examined if you don't take advantage of that. It's basically free money. So... That's right. Uh, it is not too good to be true. It is true. Uh so take advantage of it. Coach, <laughs> hit us with point number 4. Point number 4 is Mr. Gordon Hayward is
1: my main point I want to make here. <clears throat> I think he is going to be a massive target for me from day 1. He had he broke a little bone in his pinky. It's nothing. He's going to play. He'll be fine. But here's the thing. He is in a situation to dominate. He's never you know has he was in that a bit in uh, Utah, <clears throat> not completely, but to the point where he made the all-star team. He was, It got him a max deal. He can rise to that occasion. The second point is, you know, he had Gobert there with him and a few other decent players. Now that he's with the Hornets, he is on a team, and I saw it already in preseason, he's going to get every big shot, he's going to get every game-winning shot, he's going to play big minutes, His health is fantastic, that horrible ankle injury. It always takes a full year to recover from any kind of major injury. And then that second year out, you can see guys really excel. He signed with them. He's comfortable there. I mean, they're all rallying around him. And if you look at the rest of that team, you know, Devontae Graham had a Phenomenal year last year. I think he played way over his head. I think he'll regress this year, especially now that Hayward is the go-to guy. You've got LaMelo Ball now also stealing some of that uh, thunder. And LaMelo's dangerous, but you know it's going to take him a while to find his way. Rozier's still there. P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, Cody Zeller, Bismack Biombo. Nobody that gets you excited in that in whole entire group, in my opinion, for DFS purposes. But you got the big shining star right there, Gordon Hayward, who I predict will be top 10 in the league in usage, which is he was, wasn't was even in the top half in the league in usage last year, let alone a top 10 style player. So I think you're going to see a monster jump from him. He's healthy. He's the go-to guy. He looks great, and uh, I think he's just a super guy that's going to be slightly low-owned at that position uh, until people start seeing that he's you know, scoring 30 points and getting some of those ancillary uh, benefits to his DFS board as well. He'll get you some steals. He'll get you some rebounds. I mean, he's he's got the full game, and uh, I'm all in on Gordon Hayward.
0: Yeah, hopefully we can get him sort of mid-6K range. I think that'd be tremendous value with a lot of upside, so I'm excited to see how he'll settle in there. Now, my fourth point here is a much lesser-known player. It's a bench player, a rookie, that I think everyone needs to know about. It's Devin Vassell of the Spurs, number 11 overall pick from Florida State. 6'7", 195, kind of looks like DeRozan, but just not quite as bulky yet, uh, but you know, quick and versatile. And he has had an awesome impact here in the regular season. He's been turning heads, uh, sorry, in the preseason, turning heads Uh, For the regular season, uh, his minutes, 25, 32, and 26. And his lines have been awesome. You know, 12, 6, and 2 with three steals and a block. 11, 4, and 1 with four steals. And then 18.6 rebounds, three assists, two steals. He's been shooting it well. 52% from the field, 50% from three-point land, 5 for 10. How about this assist-to-turnover ratio, 6 to 1? How about nine steals and a block? He's already averaging over 30 FanDuel points per game off the bench. And, and that's for
1: Pop, for God's
0: sake. That's for Pop. And oh, by the way, Derek White and Keldon Johnson are both out for weeks. So he is going to have an immediate role off the bench. And I just can't imagine he's going to be priced over 5000 So if we get a guy in the 4K range who's already averaging over 30 fantasy points, it's tremendous value and and people aren't going to be on him because he's a rookie. He's coming off the bench and he's on the Spurs. So maybe we have one tiny little opportunity to, to be excited about the Spurs from a DFS perspective. And I'll be looking at Vassal early in the season.
1: I love it, man. I think so far, I know it's just preseason, but without question, he has been the most impressive rookie and a biggest steal of the draft. So I'm with you. I mean, I'm going to jump in and give it a run just because he's been so exceptional. I do, and just like the whole DFS world, you always fear pop because you never know what the hell he's going to do, and then all of a sudden, he may just decide to play the dude 18 minutes someday. So that's good, though, because not that he'd play him 18 minutes, but the fact that everybody in DFS is hesitant to push that button because they're afraid of that. But I'm with you, man. I think that he... You know, he's got rookie of the year kind of potential. As crazy as that sound, nobody knew who he was. And here you go. So fantastic point. I'm glad, really glad you brought that one up.
0: All right. Final point here, number five. What do you got?
1: Okay, this one's going to be a shocker for you, man. Shock city here on the last one. The Pelicans are everybody's sweetheart team. Everybody loves that Lonzo Ball's taken over the point guard. He's the man. Bledsoe's in town. He's tough as heck. Brandon Ingram was ridiculous last year. He was in a ton of my winning lineups. Fantastic breakout year. Zion is back healthy and out without limits restrictions based on everything that we're hearing. They pick up a phenomenal, savvy big man in Steven Adams that will get the rebounds, play defense, do all the screening and the whole nine yards everybody's going to target the Pelicans. They got a lot of national TV games because of Zion, basically. And I'm afraid to play them, sort of in that Hawks mode. Every, you know, If you ask most of the people that follow the NBA very closely, who are three to five of your most improved teams that are going to come into this year, and the Hawks and the Pelicans are going to be on that list. But I'm back to the scenario where I don't like usage being split. And you've got Lonzo Ball and now Eric Bledsoe, who are going to start in the backcourt, but Bledsoe's going to shift over and play a lot of point. That's his natural position. You still have J.J. Redick on a pretty fat contract, and he gets shots up. My favorite guard on this team, believe it or not, you can make fun of me if you want, it's Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I love that dude. He's going to eventually be a stud in this league, and he's going to get minutes. He's going to force his way Into this lineup. So you've got quite a few guards there. And then, you know, as uh, you've got Josh Hart in the mix, Nicolo Melli, who gets some minutes, the youngster center, Jackson Hayes. Um, So, you know, with Adams and Williams and Ingram, again, the point is yes, they're better. Yes, they're deep. And DFS, question mark, is they're going to be a little overpriced because they're always going to be. A little overowned, especially Zion and Lonzo, and it's going to be tough to get to 5x every night for these guys, because really, you know, I think the best player on the team is Brandon Ingram still. So then, and that doesn't even factor in to those numbers that I just mentioned. So, you know, it's it's a head scratcher because I like them, I like their tempo they play, uh, but I think you're going to have to really think twice and start watching usage on this team because it's going to get spread around.
0: Yep. Great point. You know, it's just, you look at the record, you look at the overall points and you get excited, but you got to break it down actual production from each player per dollar. So we'll keep a close eye on that for our members. Final point for me, coach is the backcourt from Chicago. And I'm really excited about the chemistry and the usage for Kobe white and Zach Levine under new coach, Billy Donovan. Uh, They've really been great uh, in this preseason In that department, you know, first game, they both had solid numbers. And then look at the last two games as they ramped up their minutes Kobe White, 20 points, three rebounds, five assists. Levine, 23 points, nine rebounds, five assists. They combined to shoot seven of 14 from three point land. And then the last game, 27, five and three for Kobe, 24, three and five for Levine, eight for 14 on three pointers. So they're taking the majority of the shots, they're shooting a bunch of threes. They're making them, so you get that bonus on DraftKings, uh, and they, they're just again the chemistry and, and the usage together. They feed off each other. Uh, it's a great combo. And oh, by the way, their first game next Wednesday against Atlanta. So you can stack them both. Okay, that's a strategy that we've used here in our GPP lineups in the preseason. It's worked. You can stack them together, and you know they they feed off each other, uh, and it's a great correlation play.
1: Yeah, I'm you know as as we talked briefly before the show, this is the only one that we crossed over and had the same thing on our list. So it's double barrel info we're sharing here. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I I couldn't agree more. I think the biggest impactful coaching change of the off season was were the Bulls. The fact that they brought in Donovan who likes to get his main players the ball, you know, I mean, I'm sure in his brain he's looking at Kobe and and Levine, like he looked at Westbrook and Harden or Durant, that kind of thing. He wants those guys to eat, be MVP kind of candidates. Um, and Levine is awesome, man. People don't realize he's as good as as he is. And Kobe's just emerged into a fantastic point guard. Love both guys. I think that um, you know the rest of the team still has a lot of development and change and rotation, but that backcourt is going to be nasty this year. Donovan, will coach to it. And I think there's going to be a lot of nights where you can roster both of them and certainly want to look at at least one of them on a lot of given nights, which I'm telling you, they'll go under owned initially because people have that bad taste in their mouth from last year when the Bulls were somewhat of a DFS graveyard. You know, they they got blown out a lot. They rotated all kinds of guys. They had the old school coach that just wanted defense and you know, whatever the case may be. And it's a whole new world with Donovan there. And I think you're exactly right that that uh, Bulls backcourt is going to be a DFS uh, cash cow.
0: Yeah. And to your point, Chris Dunn was there. He's gone. Sadoransky is there, but he's injured. So even more minutes early in the season for those guys. So coach, speaking about the beginning of the season, again, this is the time. Jump in with us this weekend as members so you can start to see how everything works before the regular season starts and get our NFL lineups this weekend. So either way you go, whether it's betus.com.pa, make sure you use the promo code Talk, all one word, or if you go straight through our website because you're not interested in sports betting, then uh, you just sign up at dfscoachtalk.com. And either way, we'll send you an email, get you into our Discord, and then what we do is we give out those lineups about 30 minutes before tip In the NBA, 45 minutes before kickoff in the NFL. So uh, we'd love to have you. In terms of the upcoming schedule, in the NBA, what we're going to do in the regular season is five podcasts a week that are on YouTube and everywhere podcasts can be heard. So that's going to stay the same. We're going to do two podcasts a week this year uh, strictly for our members in Discord. So that's one of the other advantages of membership. Because we are providing these lineups seven days a week. So even though you only see five podcasts on YouTube, it's seven-day-a-week podcasts and seven-day-a-week lineups if you're a member. Coach, any final thoughts here as we wrap up the preseason?
1: Yeah, great points. And and we're going to rotate the days on those five and two so that it's not always repetitive. And you know, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, this is our big ask every podcast. Uh, all we ask is that you subscribe. Give us that thumbs up and hit that little alarm button. This way it gives you a nice warning every time one of our podcasts comes up. Hey, you know, go listen to this. So you're going to have uh, an alarm that that will trigger uh, uh, something to you that says, you know, uh, Coach Talk has just put another podcast up. So please do that. The, it really makes a difference with the algorithm for us on YouTube when we have those uh, subscribers uh, likes and then certainly the alert button um, if you're uh, on instagram or at dfs underscore coach talk at twitter uh, i'm at joe sarvati j-o-e-s-a-r-v-a-d-i andrew is at language olympic and shane is at d-e-t sports shane we can all be found at dfs coach talk um, also our uh, charity of choice here is is Mambaon3.org. Uh it's m-a-m-b-a-o-n-t-h-r-e-e.org Fantastic uh, charity set up by the, the Kobe Bryant family. So we're going to continue with that charity throughout this NBA season. So that is it. That gives you a, a good feel. Um, we're so excited. You know, I we've been doing a lot of one-on-ones with our members and talking strategy. And if you haven't had a chance, I want to mention it one more time. You know, because this is our last podcast until our opening night one uh, on Monday for Tuesday slate next week, we're four days away. Really look, take a look at our uh, green, we want to call them podcasts up there that talk about contest selection and bankroll management. And if you become a member, we've done a a new one for members as they come uh, in as a part, because we look at it as uh, an entire process the coach talk process and how we determine. How we're going to get our bankroll to where we want it to be, and it it is a process. It you know, and it is managing your bankroll and being disciplined. It is making the correct contest selections. What I have found to be the biggest mistake that the DFS players make is choosing the wrong contest, and then we'll go over that process and build with you. I mean, we have one member, and you know, he had given me permission to mention him because he's. Such a stud. Uh, it's Jason. It's at JP Wild. If you see him on the standings, there, he's been a Coach Talk member from I think the second week from when we started, and he put $50 in his DraftKings, and he'll he'll attest to this. So, <clears throat> he put $50 in his DraftKings account, and was extremely diligent with our process, the percentage of what to play each day, what contest to play, etc. Even though we went through a pandemic and it shifted from basketball to KBO and then to football and basketball again, right now as of today, he's never p- reloaded once, which is amazing, and he's got over $1200 in there. Well, you may say, what the heck, 10 months, you know, to go from 50 bucks to 1200? Yeah, that's what it takes if you do it right, you build your bankroll. Now, if you start with 500, then you build that to 12 grand, you know, that kind of thing. So, it's whatever your play allows, uh, but if you follow this process, man, I have worked my tail off for the last almost seven years now uh, to, to get this specific process in place. So, you know, giving our members the uh, lineups and players, that's a tremendously important part, but you got to do the other parts as well. And we feel that we're the, the best and the biggest as far as really having our members understand DFS Long-term, adapting it, and this way they can continue to profit. So I wanted to mention that. And again, you know, we're not cocky. We're not saying we're the best. We're this, that. I'm just telling you, you know, that's a true life story of a member. uh, You know, and uh, that's fantastic to enjoy DFS that much. Build that kind of a bankroll is is what we're all about. So
0: it really is. Well said. Consistency, long-term profit. That's what we're here for. So. We appreciate everybody for tuning in today, and we look forward to seeing you on the upcoming NFL podcasts and the opening day NBA podcasts. So uh, that'll do it for today. On behalf of Coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush, crush it, it in DFS.